now so that nothing was wrong with me. My aunt, which was a pharmacist, told me that I was fine. But deep down, I told myself, I don't think I'm fine. I just want to go to a place where somebody could tell me that, yes, you are really fine. I had this obsessive thought that I was, I probably had HIV. And it was weird because um, it all started when I visited a distant relation. Hello guys, we are on to another episode of your favorite podcast. <laughs> yes, your favorite podcast. The Healthy Waves with Asosa. I'm still your host, Asosa Iagwe, and I'm so excited for yet another wonderful episode I'm bringing your way. I have to say at this point, I'm really grateful for all the um, support, the subscriptions, the reactions, the sharing. Everything has been going amazingly and I really thank you for joining me right on this journey. I'm so grateful and I hope this episode also you know, um, brings you so much great content that you'll be happy about at the end. So yeah, just stick with me throughout and yeah. <laughs> So now let me ask you, um, has there been like a time where you have felt some really strange symptoms and then you like try to understand what the symptoms really mean? You go on Google, you try to, you know, surf through every single medical website trying to understand your symptoms and all that you sometimes would, um, talk to people around you or you're feeling this particular kind of way and maybe when you go to a hospital they tell you okay there's really nothing wrong after all our medical tests and uh you're you're okay there's really no cause for alarm but then you wake up every morning and you feel that pain on your waist um on your back on your shoulders you feel some just some kind of way you know so have you have you actually ever felt this kind of way so that actually cues us into the main topic which is hypochondria uh, all right so that this is a really important topic to talk about because i i'm quite sure that some of us at one point or the other have felt you know anxious concerning our health uh, maybe we felt like we are you know having some symptoms and we we are afraid of you know having <laughs> Um, a particular illness or the other so it could have been maybe a mild situation or it could have escalated into something really um, worrisome or serious but then I should also let you know that to be um, diagnosed as being hypochondriac such anxiety such feeling has to like be persistent for at least six months okay so that's like on the extreme side but i'm going to be talking about it generally the general feeling of being um of feeling like you're sick even when you're not okay so hypochondria is a really serious or you know excessive kind of anxiety or fear you know and it's really distressing it's even more distressing than the um so-called physical symptoms that you're feeling you know so it's really distressing in a way that it really affects your reasoning it affects your daily functioning because you get constantly worried you goggle every single minute trying to 
fathom what is wrong with you you seclude yourself from everybody you know it really brings a lot of um, mental psychological trauma so it's a very important topic and so it's also um, has several dimensions too there are several um, you know schools of thoughts that actually try to break down what um, hypochondria really is so it can also be termed health anxiety but then they're like two forms the first one is termed illness anxiety disorder so for this one a person gets really scared of having a particular illness maybe cancer diabetes ulcer and all that so in that case that individual is constantly um, um, having that anxiety feeling that oh I have this disease or I have this disease so the disease or the illness is specific for that individual but then we also have um, what is termed somatic system um, somatic symptom disorder and so for this one the person actually doesn't know what is wrong with him or her but the person feels symptoms so the person is more like sure about the symptoms the person is sure of like okay I'm feeling um, you know back aches I'm feeling so much headache uh, I'm having you know like I'm feeling um, some kind of uh, pain whatever pain at all whatever symptom I'm feeling feverish I'm feeling weak and all that so the person feels more certain about the symptom but doesn't really know what is the exact um, illness that is wrong with him or her so that's like the two different forms that's the illness anxiety and somatic symptom disorder so there are many things that could actually result in this um, feeling you know it's quite um, <clears throat> it's quite um, amazing how um, you know we feel at some point that we're really sick like we're having one condition or the other but in actuality when we do this all the screenings and all they are still saying okay you're not sick so what exactly could probably be the problem is it like you're hallucinating or you're in another world or something so it's really something we should talk about so um, there are different causes all right so the first one I'll just hinge on is the genetic um, you know contribution so by that I mean okay probably there have been cases of this um, condition um probably um, in your family line or something so that results in you inheriting that um, um feeling or that um disorder so it's, it's maybe something that has been on and on in the family and all that and, and then you also happen to fall in that category as well so that accounts to like i'm sorry that accounts for like 10% to 37% of hypochondria cases. So 10% to 37% of people who are actually diagnosed of hypochondria have actually um, actually have you know a family history, um, close family history actually um, of persons who have actually um, experienced that same condition. So that's for the genetic side. And um, another um, cause is, you know, exposing oneself to, you know, so much illness related information. You're always seeking out for um, illness related information, whether it be the Internet, whether it be magazines, news reports, TV programs and all of that. So you're always associating yourself with, you know, illness related information. It's <laughs> so me. I find this really um, kind of funny because um, you know for a person like me you know um, you know in the medical line of um, profession and all that so we're always exposed to like information on health 
on diseases and all of that but th i think that's quite different so but when you're always um, exposing yourself to this information all of the time so you're more likely you're gonna be like psychologically attached to all of this information even outside your own will so it's very good to limit how much information you expose yourself to relating to diseases okay so you don't have to be googling everything every symptom that you have you don't need to do that really okay because it can also result in you um you know developing that anxiety so that's the second cause then the third one could yeah same thing the media the internet tv shows advertisements that all portray diseases you know so that is really an important um, factor leading to hypochondria and then uh say the fourth one should be you know this one is quite um important you know and it has to do with serious illness or deaths of loved ones you know close relations friends family so in most cases those that um, happen to be hypochondriac actually have their um, condition linked to um, the loss of a, a loved one, maybe a parent, a sibling, a close friend who um, actually passed on due to a particular illness or condition. So um, when that happens, such individuals sometimes could get really psychologically um, attached to whatever like um, resulted in the loss of that loved one. So that person is constantly scared or feeling anxious or you know feeling like oh this thing that happened to mr a are you sure that's no one's happening to me and all that so that individual may um have that feeling due to the loss of loved ones or maybe you have a loved one who's seriously ill um probably of cancer or you know all of that so you could feel like every single symptom you have is actually directed to that illness when in reality it isn't so that's really something you should know then we also have the last one, which is um, also very important. And it's, um, it, it's, it's actually um, a major disease outbreak or a pandemic. And I'm sure now we know why it's quite, um, I say, funny. I don't know. But I'm very sure that we can totally relate to this one. I mean, this is the corona season. So now let's learn from the experiences of a few persons who have actually experienced this illness anxiety. Okay, thanks. Um, I once had this experience sometime in 2018 mm -hmm. where um, I had this obsessive thought that I was, I probably had HIV. And it was weird because um, it all started when I visited a distant relation of mine in the hospital she was down with AIDS and I stayed in the ward where she was with other AIDS patients for about 30 minutes and after that I just had this compelling thought that I had it and she died later but then about a year later I started having some thoughts I could not sleep I was having insomnia everyone started having like um I was having um you know infections in my body which were just normal infection due to cold, like normal um, typhoid and all. But I would always read every symptom as, and when I go on Google and check what what what's the meaning of this, uh, one of the, one of the um, ideas Google gave me was 
um, HIV, I'll be like, God, I have HIV, I have HIV. And I knew it was a lie, I knew it was in my mind, but I could not just help it. So I went to see a psychologist and they had me to do the HIV test and it was negative. And then I started like putting my mind to do other things, like fixing my mind somewhere else, challenging my energies. And that's how I got over the whole thoughts. It was really bad, but thank God. Okay. My story goes like this. When I was in SS2, I felt really sick and it really got to me because I thought that, yes, I was going to die. I had cerebral malaria and typhoid. Typhoid. So I think the drugs really affected me, got to a point where I could not walk or talk. So when I fully recovered, I got... I felt like I was having signs of asthma. I could not breathe well. So one day, I told my mom that I wanted to go to Mount Gilead Hospital that I had doctors there were really good. But my mom took me to a clinic and I was told that nothing was wrong with me. My aunt, which was a pharmacist, told me that I was fine. But deep down, I told myself, I don't think I'm fine. I just want to go to a place where somebody can tell me that, yes, you are really fine. So one day, they took me to Mount Gilead Hospital where I met the MD. He told me that I was okay. Then he advised me, gave me tips. He told me that, yes, most people of my age, because of what we have been through, have the mindset that they want to die, but I was okay. Wow, that was so good to listen to. Um, I'm personally happy that um, I, I had at least someone whose um, past experience resonates with um, with what I've been talking about. And it really goes to show that this issue is something that um, is real. And I'm really sure like we understand it better now. I don't know, I'll say personally for me that at the first few weeks of you know, Corona um, coming into Nigeria and all that, I would say that there was a period I really, really felt like, oh, I was having this um, heaviness, um, like chest heaviness, difficulty in breathing, fever and all that. So I would easily just be like, oh my God, I hope this is not Corona virus and all of that because it was, con- I was constantly exposed to this information. I was constantly, you know, um, should I say scared, you know, especially at that initial stage. So every single symptom I have, I would really take it serious and be like, okay, what's wrong with me? I hope it's not this and that. So, but that's like on, on the mild angle anyway, but it's also um, a good way to illustrate this. So major disease outbreaks really can make people um, develop illness, anxiety. That is very, very certain. Yeah, we've talked a lot about what hypochondria is, the different ways it can manifest and all of that. So right now, before the close of the show, I will talk about how we can actually prevent this from happening. It's preventable to a very, very, very large extent. Okay, the first thing you should do is, first of all, I must emphasize this. Like you always need to get professional advice, you know, Um, it's really not cool. It's not good, really, for persons to be constant goggle visitors when it comes to illnesses or sicknesses and all of that. So you should, any symptom at all that you have or that you think that you have, you should always find a way to communicate with people that 
um, are qualified very important not quacks people that can give you the right information because you know it's one thing to seek help from someone that's qualified and someone that's a quack there's a clear difference you know and all that so you should always um, seek to get professional advice when need be so and also and, and this is not saying that you should always constantly buzz your doctor's phone for every slight um, um, distress and all that but um, it should be done like consciously and cautiously so you know and then we also have um, the stress management and relaxation techniques okay you need to know how to manage stress you need to know how to relax I mean no matter how stressful life is we should have like a hobby or something at all that we that actually relaxes us that makes us feel good and uh, less stressed whether it be you know having fun going now dancing sleeping watching movies doing yoga anything at all that relaxes you just do it when you're stressed <laughs> yeah you should rather than you know allowing giving room and time for your brain to you know device imaginary illnesses which are actually not there and then you should always stick to your treatment plan uh, yeah, you should always stick to your treatment plan to avoid worsening of symptoms. Okay, so now this um, illness, anxiety that we talk about, some of the time, um, what happens is that in some scenarios, we actually fall ill. Okay, we fall ill and then we are um, prescribed different medicines and then we do not actually stick to our treatment plans it may not even be drugs it may be like lifestyle modifications that your doctor or pharmacist nurse or whoever advised you to follow but then you don't follow them you don't take your medications as you should and when that happens um one should expect that okay some of these symptoms or the whole full-blown illnesses would resurface and all that so it's that is very very likely so you should always stick to your medication plan, stick to your treatment plan, so that maybe in the next, maybe you felt like you're, 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 you're better today, maybe of malaria and all that, and then in a few weeks, in a few months, you're still getting that distress and all. So you should always stick to your treatment plan so that you can, you know, be treated properly and so you won't have reoccurring symptoms. Okay, so those are very, very, very important things you should take note of. And also, I must not fail to say that you should avoid, um, you know, crowding yourself with too many um, illness-related information, whether it be t through TV, through the internet, through newspapers, and all that. So, I mean, why spend so much time browsing or researching on a particular disease when you're not a medical professional you are not researching on any drug or the cure for cancer you're just doing it for fun i mean that's really not something to do for fun there are other things that you could do for fun trust me so yeah these are things that you could like take note of so but then what do you do when um you actually encounter the situation all right so when you are in this particular spot what do you do well, the best bet is to remain calm. I mean, you should remain very, very calm. Um, when you notice that you are constantly um, having this anxiety about a particular illness, first of all, try to remove yourself from such situations or environments that actually trigger this anxiety. 
you know, whatever um, you probably do or expose yourself to that triggers this anxiety, you should try as much as possible to avoid it. And also, you also need to know whether or not these symptoms are real or not. Because trust me, it may seem like um like magic or something out of this world, but these things are actually real. Not all symptoms are actually um relating to any particular illness. Even in medicine, it is a known fact that there are even some kind of symptoms which are actually not linked to any disease. They just happen randomly. Okay, and this do not actually mean that there's a particular serious illness. Okay, they can happen for so many reasons, and that's why you need to talk to um, a qualified health professional. You have to see your doctor, someone who's qualified, very, very important. So you have to talk to them and, you know, listen to them. It's one thing to talk to them, it's one thing to listen to their advice. And yeah, just um, um, try as much as possible to avoid stress, try as much as possible to rest, okay? So these are like pointers that will help you, um, you know, get yourself, get yourself out of that situation. And um, lastly, I would also make reference to some kind of treatment plans that could um, help in such um, instances. But then, please take note that this is just from my own angle. This does not in any way um, try to contradict your um, doctor's advice or whatever. So there's what is called like CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. So this is used a lot in treating people who have actually been diagnosed of having hypochondria. So this is a form of um, you know interaction between a psychiatrist or a psychologist and the patient. So it's just a treatment plan in which the psychologist interacts with the patient to, to arrive at um, you know, a um, lifestyle uh, modification plan, which both of them you know, agree upon. So it's like, you're going to actually help yourself. So but that plan is going to be set up both by yourself and that um, um, psychiatrist or psychologist so it's going to be a plan that works for you so it's um, something that helps you consciously um, help yourself that's why it's called cognitive so you're going to be very much um, included in the process of you you know regaining yourself and um, getting out of that um, hypochondria situation so it's something that um, is usually employed in treating patients with this condition and then of course um, the role of drugs to you know there are medications for these things there are you know yes medications I wouldn't want to call any specific drug yeah of course I won't do that <laughs> okay so well there are so many medications that would help you uh, well, but of course this have to be prescribed and you have to use it under the supervision of your pharmacist yes I'm still a proud student pharmacist so I must preach on this part so yeah also, there's this interesting movie that I recommend that you watch. It's called Then Came You. So I really enjoyed this movie and it's really um, exposed some of the, um, you know, lifetime experiences or real life experiences rather with hypochondria. So it was a movie, um, a teenage movie actually, about two friends, a guy who was an extreme hypochondriac and a teenage girl who actually had cancer. So we're going to learn through that movie, which I'm not going to play obviously, so I recommend you go watch it. So we're going to learn how they dealt with this um, problems and whether there was actually a happy or sad ending. So go watch it. <laughs> 
So that is it for today's episode. I'm sure by now you have like the answer to that question, whether or not you are really sick. I mean, if you are not, um, you know, diagnosed of any particular condition or illness, do not overwhelm yourself with the thought of that illness. All you have to do is follow the, you know, tips I dropped during the episode and also yeah just relieve yourself of stress go see a doctor when you need to do not overthink that illness even if you um already like are having a particular condition you do not need to overwhelm yourself with constant thoughts about that just have to follow the right uh, medication plan treatment plan and be hopeful be positive and everything will be perfectly all right And that brings us to the end of this episode of Healthy Waves with Asosa. I do hope you enjoyed listening. If you'd like to send in your comments, questions, or reactions, or you'd like to get featured in our coming episodes, please send a message through the links attached to this episode's description or send an email to healthywaveswithasosa at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and see you in the next episode.